Welcome to the Supply Chain Visibility Stories, the podcast for supply chain managers. Brought to you by Axis, the 100% supply chain visibility cloud solution provider. Supply Chain Visibility Stories is hosted by Bill Wall, a technology industry veteran and enterprise software professional. Thanks everyone for joining us for this next in a series of discussions exploring the intersection of technology and business. We're talking supply chain. Our podcasts are designed to be brief and focused and we're hoping this format inspires you, our audience, to think about how technology impacts your organization and to engage with us. I'll have information about how to engage with this series and today's guests as we end our discussion. Uh, My name is Bill Wall and I'm honored to be the host of this series brought to you by Axis. I'm always fascinated by the business challenges faced by companies and how those challenges can be addressed by technology. So with a focus on supply chain, our series topics have ranged from the macro trends, the challenges facing global supply chains today to how systems integrated uh, and how so-called edge devices are communicating more and more data all around a renewed focus on global supply chains. And today we're going to continue our discussion and talk again about smart packaging because that's at the forefront of a lot of discussions on supply chain modernization. To discuss this, we've got two guests on the program today. Please welcome Afe De Ferrante, Managing Director of IPA, the Active and Intelligent Packaging Industry Association, and our regular guest, John DiPaolo, Chief Strategy Officer at Axis. Afe and John, welcome to the program. Hi guys, most most happy to, to be here. Bill, thanks again for having me back on. John, why don't we start with you? So the topic of smart packaging has generated a lot of interest by regular listeners in our podcast series. What's really driving the interest on smart packaging today? Well, I think it comes from a, a couple of different dimensions, Bill. You know, we have the, you know, the the rise of industrial IoT, you know, that can be embedded in packaging. Uh, you know, we have the drive towards people wanting to know where their products are at any particular point in time. So the ability for the packaging to become intelligent and carry context around the contents of the packaging, you know, becomes very important, you know, and and not to be overlooked is the role of sustainability, uh, you know, in smart packaging and, and the ability for, you know, reuse the ability for getting optimal, you know, processing out of your transportation, out of your packaging, being able to get that packaging back and reuse it. Uh, so there's a lot of dimensions and everything is coming together at the right point in time, as well as a shift in mindset around operational excellence. uh, And again, this drive towards making sure that we're taking care of the planet from a sustainability perspective. That's a great way to kick it off, John. Afe, again, welcome to the program. It's great to know about IPA, a truly global association. I had a chance to take a look at your website and the list of companies involved as members. That's quite a list and very global. So tell us, uh, tell our audience, more importantly, a little about your organization, its purpose and the membership. Yeah, thank you. Um, Well, um, we started IPA about 11, 12 years ago when smart packaging was on the agenda already um at several companies but it wasn't not an organized uh subject yet mm-hmm. um everybody was talking about smart packaging but there was not a meeting place it was not structured there were several ideas and um 
we we thought at that time, well, there there need to be a platform uh, where everybody can come together. So that's why we started in 2012, something like that. We started this association. We have a very very simple um, mission: is we um, promote the use and implementation of active and intelligent packaging, and we. Uh, connect brands with technology providers in this in this area. So that's what we do. And um, I managed to be managing director from the beginning. So we are very global. Um, all the big and smaller companies have joined us. And we are actually the only global platform in this industry at the moment. So as we think about managing supply chains globally, no doubt standards and interoperability are on the minds of people who are working at opposite ends of the supply chain on in all four corners of the globe. I'm thinking about uh, topics like NFC and RFID as technology standards become more and more critical. Is that a focus a lot of the, of the lot of the inquiries of end user companies at, when they approach the association? Well, is that a focus is uh, not really the good question. This is focus number one. Mm -hmm. um, it's all about supply chain. And we, we believe that while the future of smart, smart, smart packaging is completely depending on the rebuilding of the supply chain. Um, maybe we can get back later to that in this discussion, but... Um, the supply chain at this moment is very siloed. Um, from brands to consumer, there are many vertical worlds, transport and logistics, retail, storage, uh, et cetera. So, and all actually, to be honest, those um, silos are not really connected. They work together, but they're not really connected. And this is a thing which definitely has to change. And the only way to do it, to do that is um, by all the new technologies coming up. So let's uh, let's press on that a little bit because our friends <laughs> at Axis spend a lot of time helping customers map out how to take their existing supply chains and make them better. But I've yeah. heard you use this term rebuild a lot. What do you mean about, what do you mean by rebuilding supply chains? Well, in every silo of a supply chain, it's all about data, right? I mean, you you send a product to, to storage or to transport, and there they, they scan the product, they know where it has to go to, where it comes from, where to store it, where to put it, uh, how, how long it's there. But this data is staying within that small part of the supply chain. And then it goes to, to the next step in the supply chain, let's say um, transport. And there the, the whole new world starts all over again. The transport company knows where it comes from, where it has to go to, uh, what the condition is, uh, uh, from who it is, etc. But that data also stays with them. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to retail and then a complete, complete new world starts all over again. They have their own codes, their own cash systems, their own... Uh, information about who's buying it, um, but that data stays with them. So the, the future of smart smart packaging is completely depending on this. This data has to be shared completely al uh, along the supply chain, so that everybody can 
as a sort of uh, box with data, enter that box, takes what he needs to know. And um, in, in that way, I mean, if you talk about sustainability, if you want to make a um, supply chain more sustainable, you have to share this data. Otherwise, it will never become really sustainable. So when you talk about rebuilding the supply chain, it sounds like what you really are saying is this effort at breaking down silos and making sure data is visible to all players all along the supply chain from conception to completion is really where that focus is. Do I understand that correct? Yes, that's correct. And why, and do, you think it's, why do you think it's so hard to break down those silos? Oh, because you have to do with people. <laughs> and people are very pro protective. This is me. Don't touch it. This is what I do. So you have to change the mindset of people. Uh, but I truly believe it's not that difficult. But what you need to do is form, let's say, a consortium of big players, big and small players. Let's say big players and clever players. Mm -hmm. And the clever ones are most of the times not always, well, let me be a bit careful, but they're not always the big ones. Um, and step away from an existing supply chain. Don't even think about what products are we moving or producing or sending back. Um, build a consortium and start completely from zero again. So at the if you produce a product, what data do you, do you generate and who can use that data? If the product is ready, where do you ship it to and what data is generated by that? And that is that has to be uh, fit into one box, this data. And as soon as you have uh, redesigned that, mm -hmm. then you can look at a supply chain to test it on. So th this is... For me at IPR, absolutely crucial that you step away from the existing way of thinking in a supply chain. That's that's helpful to understand. John often talks about uh, customers understanding the end goal they want to reach and working back from that and looking at the application of technology. For our audience, um, your association is less focused on the actual packaging, the types of materials used, the shapes and size of containers. You're really talking about the technology which sits on top. Is a, most of the focus in, in smart tags? Um, uh, I know that when we talk technology, we talk about um, technology that can sense uh, temperature and extend okay. shelf life. In, when you think about the inquiries from customers, is a lot of it on ta active tagging? Yeah, you know, it's, um, I mean, the technology help is helping us a lot in the last, it's going very fast the last five years. So, yes, it's about uh, item level tagging. Uh, and what the tag is, you know, as we, we are an association, we don't really care about what the technology will be. Um, there are several technologies like sensors and, and RFID and NFC but also uh, invisible coats or watermarks or holograms or uh, indeed, as you said, we, we don't look at if, if it's packed in, in carton or plastic or, or, or can or, or glass, um, but what technology can you add to the pack to make it intelligent and use this technology in every part of the supply chain. 
What what I uh, and it's maybe a bit weird. What I also like to do is step a little bit away from the application of the tag. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the application is meant to measure the the condition of the product or the location or uh, the background of the product, we don't care so much because it's generating data. It's more, you have to step away from a certain application of a sensor of a tag. That's fine. We can find any sensor or tag which will work. Let's first rethink how to manage the data in that supply chain. And if there is, if companies or parts of the supply chain will still be protective, saying, no, 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 this is me and nobody, nobody can touch that, we have to kick them out because this is not the future of the supply chain. The future of the supply chain is open data. And what the data does, that's the second question. Got it. I, I, I know we could talk about this topic for hours today, but our podcast will end shortly. Can you give us a quick sense of a customer project you were involved in that really highlights the importance yeah, of Yeah, sure. What, what we're, uh, we're currently involved in two user projects. Um, I'm not sure if you can mention names, but let's do it. Uh, one is with Boston Scientific. Mm-hmm. Uh, this medical device company, very big one. It's very interesting project. What, what they do currently is as soon as they send uh, medical devices to a hospital, um, this, these are devices which are used in an operation. Right? So at Boston, they don't know when that product is used because the doctor has an operation the next day and he asked the, the assistant, okay, I need this and this and that. And they take it from, from the storage room and that's done. What Boston is doing at this moment, they send every now and then a, a guy or, or a lady to that hospital with a notepad and a pen, you know, a pen and piece of paper to check the, the current status of the products in, in the cupboard in the hospital. That's right. insane. That's insane. So now we are working on a system which detects by RFID, which detects if the package of that medical device is opened, it sends immediately a signal back to the Boston Scientific who knows, oh, they're using one, we have to replenish that. Got it. This is and one. Th- this makes sense. And, and, I, and I think that these test cases or these uh, understanding these case studies are great for the audience. And perhaps in a future discussion, we can talk about uh, a few more. It's really helpful to get this perspective, particularly on a global basis. Uh, thank you, Ave. John, I just want to come back to you for a final question. You know, when we hear people talk about rethinking supply chains, I know a lot of our listeners feel sort of overwhelmed at all of the challenges, but more importantly, the opportunities in front of them. I presume you would say that the best role for associations is to be a source of information and guidance to bring people together. Is that the right way to think about this? Yeah, there, there's no question. You know, so you know, joining the associations and and having that as a resource to help guide you in your journey, uh, you know, is certainly a key uh, a key focus that you should be doing. And and you have to allocate the resources to do it, right? So it's not just joining, it's actually participating and, right. and learning and, and doing pilots and things like that. Um, you know, and, and then the other point, you know, which just quickly uh, I want to talk about is, you know, to share data uh, outside of your 
industry or outside of your control also means that you have control of the data across your internal processes, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about this before, right? So you need to really focus on breaking down your internal silos so that you can break down your external silos, right? So as you think about this and as you think about reinventing the supply chain, which I 100% agree on, it really starts at home so that you can provide that information in the right context, at the right level of fidelity to your external partner. And, and be the right participant. And, and as we've discussed on many of our podcasts, it really is about surrounding yourself with experts who have access to the right players, the right information and best practices. That's the role of Axis. That's the role of IPA. Thanks, uh, Afe, um, for joining our program uh, today, Managing Director of IPA. Uh, you can learn more about IPA at AIPIA.info. I'd like to thank, to everyone at Axis for making this podcast series possible. We welcome your comments and questions about the discussions on these podcasts. You can engage with us at the official Axis Twitter and LinkedIn accounts, so be a part of that discussion. I'm your host, Bill Wall, and for everyone at Axis, thanks to AFE, thanks to John, thanks for joining the program today. We look forward to our next podcast. Talk soon. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Supply Chain Visibility Stories, brought to you by Axis, the 100% supply chain visibility cloud solution provider. Visit us on the web at axisinc.com. That's A-C-S-I-S-I-N-C.com. Or join the dialogue on social media. Look for Axis Inc. on LinkedIn and Twitter. Join us next time for Supply Chain Visibility Stories, brought to you by Axis.